Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to the Christmas Movie Countdown here at Allentown Presents. I'm your host, Katie, and I am joined by Otis. Hello. And we will be reviewing a Christmas movie every night from December 1st to Christmas. So sit back and enjoy episode 24 of the Christmas Movie Countdown, or episode 266 of the Spooky Movie Squad, Adult Swim Yule Log. Hit that music. From behind the curtain, a disconcerting nod. It's time to listen to the Spooky Movie Squad! <laughs> Happy Spookies, everyone! So, like Katie said, this is episode 266 of the Spooky Movie Squad, our ongoing journey through horror of all types and genres and makes and sizes. So, we found a very recently made movie. And Adult Swim came out with a Yule Log video. So for the uninitiated, a Yule Log video is what usually some businesses or just people can put up on their TVs in the background and it'll just show a fireplace burning. And usually it'll have like Christmas music attached to it. Yeah. So when I saw the trailer for this, Adult Swim's like, Adult Swim Yule Log, check it out tonight, coming out December the 11th. And... I just assumed, and I shouldn't have assumed, but I assumed it was just going to be just a Yule Log video. Maybe some silly things pop up. Maybe some characters from shows kind of appear on the screen. Like, a ton of Yule Log things happen. I watched a Fraggle Rock one where Fraggles popped up just every minute or two. And I was like, hey, that's cool. That's what I thought it was going to be. Just random things. But lo and fucking behold... After the first night, when people actually watched the Yule Log situation, and one minute and 30 seconds into it, it turned into a full-length horror movie. And people were like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, oh, oh, it's a legit movie. Oh, what the fuck was that? Oh, and it's just was a legit movie of just question marks. So... I'm very pumped about this movie because it comes from the mind of Casper Kelly. Now, that name for sure doesn't sound like anything to a lot of people, but if you know Casper Kelly, you know that he created the viral parody of opening credits of sitcoms called Too Many Cooks. And that little 11-minute short just parodies openings from the 70s, 80s, 90s of sitcoms, and it goes into crime dramas, soap operas, Saturday morning cartoons, and then after a few minutes, the movie gets a slasher, and this person is killing the people that are doing the intros, so it turns into a horror movie for a few minutes, and there's a, what, a, a, a puppet doll? Snarf. Smarf. 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 Yes. Right, it's not, not Snarf's Smarf. a real cat. Yeah, Smarf. don't want to get sued. So Smarf. It, it just got absurd. And I remember watching it when it hit. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And I sat there and watched the whole 11 minutes. And I was like, this was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. And tons of directors and people in like movies thought this was one of the coolest things you could ever do. 
Rian Johnson, the guy that made Knives Out, Glass Onion, in a Star Wars movie that wasn't that good, he said that, no joke, Too Many Cooks should have been nominated for Academy Award for Best Live Action Short Film. Legit. But it couldn't because it didn't have a cinematic release. But he's like, it really should have because it's that fucking cool. Tons of comedians, Simon Pegg, Zach Braff, Richard Kelly, Penn from Penn & Teller, they were like, that was awesome. So it's just this crazy idea of anti-whatever it's trying to peddle to you. But then it has that, I hate to use family guy aspect to it, but it's the family guy aspect of a joke goes on a little too long and it's not funny. But then the joke comes back around and hits you again. Honestly, it's like in How I Met Your Mother that in Marshall's car, it only plays the Proclaimer song, uh, 500 Miles. Right? I walk yeah. 500 miles. And every time he's in a road trip with somebody, he's like, the person's like, I hate this song. He's like, no, hold on. Just give it a second. It'll come back around. And then a couple hours later, they're all singing at the top of their lungs. And then a couple hours later, like, I hate this song. I'm like, just give it a second. So Casper Kelly sat down and he actually wanted to make another dis- deceptive crazy film and he wanted to make a horror movie this time a legit one to cooks is a horror movie technically it's a short and he came up with the idea that subverting people's ideas of a yule log video and going from there this movie i you know, i i'm trying to describe it right now and it's a lot it is multiple genres of horror packed into an hour and a half movie at different points of views, different time periods. This movie does a lot. And is it perfect? It's not perfect. Is it absurd? Is it crazy? Did it make me smile? Yes. So Katie, what did you think about Adult Swim's Yule Log, aka The Fireplace? I thought it was mostly really good. There were parts of it that I feel like Adult Swim just threw in to be adult swimmy yeah if that makes sense like they had a decent little horror movie going for a minute and then they threw in just some wild shit into the mix for no goddamn reason and i felt like if they could have taken a couple of those things out it would have just been a solid horror movie but with those things added in it just got kind of weird it was like too silly like it was trying to be serious but then those things that they added made it too silly to be taken seriously anymore. And I was just like, oh, well, that's kind of disappointing. You took the words out of my mouth. It's legit like they had a board with all these different topics and genres that it could be. Chunk some darts at it, and then whatever stuck, they were like, cool, this will get five minutes. This will get five minutes. I really like this movie. I hope that it comes out on like DVD. I'd love to have a copy of this. I, I want to hear the commentary. I need to learn more about this short that he made. No, it's a movie. It's not even a short. But yeah, it it's in the wrestling world when you have way too many awesome wrestlers in one match to the point where it's just kind of sensory overload, people call that overbooked. So if me and Katie book Stone Cold versus The Rock, that's good enough by itself. But then you got Stone, uh, you got Triple H running in. You got the Big Show running in. Vince comes in for some reason. Kurt Angle's there. And it's like, why did you need everybody else for this? It, it'd have been a good match just by itself. And like I said, 
they went with the whole too many cooks aspect of it, which at the end of the short, there's like 60 people in a living room because they're all part of the same family because the song never stopped. It just kept adding people to the intro. Yeah. And then the episode starts and then it instantly ends because they're out of time. (laughs) So it's just... That made sense, though. It fit with their, like, yeah. we're trying to be silly. This is meant to be a parody. Like, clearly we're not being, this isn't meant to be a serious, like, show. From the beginning of Too Many Cooks, you knew that it wasn't going to be, like, anything too serious. But this one, this movie played serious for a long time. And then it just got fucking weird. So, we'll get through this. And it's funny. I had to watch this. I think I believe I watched it three times. And then I wrote some notes down because online, everybody has their thoughts about it, but no one sat down and tried to like chronicle what the fuck this is. No one's written down a a full synopsis. Yeah, because it's just so crazy. So I'm going to try my best to piece this together. I'm sure that too many cooks synopsis took like six months. Yeah. (laughs) There's like 85 people in it. It's so wild, but there's so many levels to it. But then there's characters that pop up. I have no fucking clue what they were. They were bad, but I'm like, but why were you bad? Yeah. But we'll never know because it's it's done. Yep. So, like I said, we'll get through this and <laughs> we'll talk about our favorite least favorite characters or aspects in this movie. So, like I said, this movie starts with a Yule log. A Yule log for people that don't know. It's just another name for just logs in a fireplace around Christmas time, honestly. So, we get two full minutes of a fireplace and logs burning. Two minutes with Christmas music playing. That is all that happens. Legit for two minutes. And I sat there and I was like, okay, I don't get why this is an hour and a half long. And then you start hearing sounds in the background. You hear a car door. You hear actually a car approaching and driving over gravel. And I was like, what the fuck? And you hear the car door close. Then the door opens and the alarm gets pressed off. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then the music gets turned off. And it's a housekeeper cleaning up because there are people that rented the house, the cabin, and are coming soon. And I was like, oh, cool. So at the beginning, I assumed that this whole movie was going to be from the aspect of just a camera looking straight at the fireplace, but things happening around it. So I thought it was going to be an audio drama, which would have, some people said, probably would have been better if you actually couldn't see everything. It was just an audio drama. I wouldn't mind it. And sometimes they go past the fireplace and you see things. I would like it, but I like this movie all together. So we see the housekeeper cleaning up and there's a knock at the door. And so we hear a mom and her son, They their car broke down. And she's like, well, can I use your phone? And he's like, well, where's your phone? And he's like, oh, the, my battery burnt out. And before the, the housekeeper can say anything, she gets rushed up on by her son and he sounds gigantic and you actually see a little bit of him as he's crawling by the camera to get to the lady he has a paper mask on and under the mask he looks very scarred and so mother is her name the crazy guy's mom and she's like don't be too rough with her now and then you hear murder sounds happen and blood splashes onto the fireplace at this point, I was like, holy fucking shit, it's, this is a slasher film. I was like, I was so excited. So, Mother starts cleaning up the blood, and she says, like, you know, 
mate, one day we'll find that perfect lady for you and you won't have to hug her too hard or kill her too quick. And he's like, okay. As they are destroying evidence, another car rolls up to the house. So they drag the body into a room and they hide. And now we get the main characters of this story, Alex and Zoe. So we find out that Alex, he films these Yule Log videos for YouTube. And he's made a pretty good amount of money doing it. So that's why the camera was pointed at the fireplace because he was getting another video for Christmas time. And Zoe is an uh, environmentalist and she works with the coral reefs and she's trying to make sure they don't go into extinction. So after a lot of joking and flirting, we, we understand that they're together in some capacity. And we see Alex, he proposes to Zoe. Now, in all of these scenes, you know, we hear these two people that are in a relationship talk about the ups and downs. And from a reflection, we see that the son is creeping out of a back room. He's trying to get to them to kill them. But every time they turn, he backs up because he wants to make sure he's close enough to surprise them. He doesn't want them running off or anything. So, like I said, it's just a slasher aspect, just slowly creeping into it, into this kind of a rom-com situation. So, Alex proposes, and Zoe, she doesn't say yes, but she, she you know. She also doesn't say no. Yes. She's just very... She's very fearful about their future together, and it's like, well... Maybe there's a better person out there for her. You don't know, and you don't want to be stuck with me. And she brings up someone's name, and Alex kind of stops talking. And that's very much a, that's a plot point for later. We'll find out what this female's name was. So officers show up to the cabin and tell them, like, hey, have you seen anything weird? Has anything kind of creepy happened recently? And Alex and Zoe are like, no, what's, what's up? Well, we found a dead body on the other side of the mountain, and we just want to just make sure everything's good because travelers, people that visit the cabins and stuff, they're kind of our lifeblood. And the deputy, the officer, and the deputy, they come in, and the deputy tells them a story <laughs> about where they picked up a log from because... The, 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 both the cops look into the fireplace and they're like, where did you get that log from? He's like, I don't know. There was some tree out there and the branch came down. So we like chopped it up. He's like, did you pick that log from the tree with the rocks surrounding it? And they're like, yeah, yeah. And the officer explains that that tree was a hanging tree. So for the folks out there that don't know, America had itself a ridiculous past and African-American people we're slaves back in the day. And when those slaves tried to escape or fight back or talk too much, they were hung from trees. So this tree, and I assume it's probably a historical situation where the officer wants to inform people that this is a hanging tree. Don't fuck with it because, you know, and other people take away the sign because they're trying to, like, get people to do marriages and weddings out out in the nice countryside and no one wants to hear about that crazy part of history you know what i mean so I, I get both sides of it but it is a bad thing and the officer tells him that that tree is probably cursed because people died a lot of slaves died in that tree so that log is probably fucking weird 
and you should grab this log, put the fire out, grab the log later, probably pray or say some prayer and put it back. And what he does, as everyone looks away, he actually has Zoe grab him some water because he's thirsty. The officer grabs something out of his pocket and throws it into the fire. He does this really quick. First time I watched it, I didn't even really acknowledge he did it. I didn't notice it until they bring it up later. Yeah. But when you watch it, he actually does. He grabs something out of his pocket and throws it into the fire real quick. When Zoe comes back with the water, he throws the water onto the fireplace and puts the fire out. And he's like, no, don't use that log. It's not right. And he leaves. He tells him like, hey, here's my card. If anything weird happens, give me a call. So at this point of the movie, this is when it starts getting weird. Er, past the fact that there's a killer in a room waiting to sneak up on these two people. It gets even weirder. We start seeing visions of the past. And so the camera... It has been pushed back, so it's not directly looking at the fireplace. It's zoomed back, so you can see part of the front door and the fireplace. And little by little, color sweeps past the screen, and we get black and white color. And it goes to different time periods, and we see slavery times, and there's two characters, and we get a lot more backstory on them. But we see like three or four different time periods. And then it just goes back to modern day. When this happened, I was like, what the fuck was that? I was like, oh, so it's ghost situation. I was like, okay, 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 okay. So Zoe, she's nervous about her future and she feels like something's going to happen to her. She says this a couple times. She's like, I feel like, I don't know, I'm unlucky. Something's going to happen to me and I don't want you to be with me because I don't want to drag you down with me when this bad thing happens. Ooh, boy, howdy. You are right, Zoe. <laughs> So another group shows up and both groups discover that their reservations are legit. They got double booked. Hey, that sounds like Barbarian. Yeah, that's, <laughs> he kind of got the idea from Barbarian. <laughs> and there's a couple of other movies that have come out in the last like year or two that do the exact same thing. A couple, There's like a rom-com that does it and Barbarian does it. And it's just like, okay. Too many of you all did it at the same time. Yeah, and through different companies, so it's actually reasonable because people don't like to talk to each other. Yeah. So this other group, they call the property owner and don't get an answer back, but they do hear vibrating in the house. They find the property owner's phone under the couch. So the house cleaner that came out at the beginning of the movie, she owns the property, and she got murdered. So Zoe's like who leaves their phone under the couch and it's like oh she must have dropped it when she was cleaning but who leaves their phone when you come back for it when you didn't find it he's like oh, i don't know and zoe zoe's like the reasonable person like that's not right we need to we need to get the fuck out of here she's she's been on edge the entire movie and yeah we've already learned that she has like anxiety and severe like self-loathing slash depression stuff she's dealing with a lot yeah so we find out the new group they have a horror podcast hey what up called there's a podcast in the house that's a really good fucking name for one uh <laughs> that would have been ours if i thought of it so we get ben he's the one in charge i guess beth his girlfriend henry he's the pothead and holly his big boobied girlfriend. So they discover and tell Alex and Zoe 
that the mountain that they're on right now had a string of lynchings and alien abductions in the 50s. <laughs> and they talk about, like, no, legit, so many people were killed because, you know, their color. And aliens snatched people up and took parts of their bodies out and then dumped them. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we really believe that. So it, it starts getting crazy at this point. And while they're talking, the timelines pop back up again. So they go back to slavery times and we see Isaac and Rosa. And first time I saw it, I could see that they had some type of connection to both of them. Yeah. And we hear their conversation. We hop in and they're talking about Rosa's child and Rosa's child got sold in an auction and Isaac promised her that Rosa's son was going to go to this one slave owner because he was a nice slave owner but Rosa's son got sold to a terrible person and he punishes the slaves by cutting off ears and cutting off fingers and feet and she's like you lied to me and they start yelling at each other and so obviously just going off context clues that's Isaac's child also but he can't tell anybody this because you know, he's in charge it's of the, slave times. Yeah, he's in charge of the slaves. He shouldn't be canoodling with them. And then the timeline washes over again. I was like, fuck, man, I want to know about that. I want to know more about that. So at this point, Ben goes to shower to get some of the road funk off of him. I thought it was a really silly way to say it. And the rest of them go into the hot tub. And actually, Alex and Zoe, they go to their room to complain a little bit more about the fact that there's four random people in their mm-hmm. cabin. So, at this point, the movie takes another turn. It zooms in on the fireplace. The fire has been out for a little bit. The fire turns back on by itself, and the log comes out of the fire, creeps upstairs, goes into the shower with Ben. Ben turns, like, what the fuck? And the log mushes his face in, and it shows his face deteriorating. Every time it hits him, it hits him like four times in the face. His face is caved in and he falls down. The very, like the second time it hit him, his eye like pops out of his socket. Shit looks fucking wild. They yeah. did a great job with that makeup was, for that for really, that moment. It was really goddamn cool. I was like, oh shit. So the log is killing people. I was like, wait, so there's time travel and a log and there's still a killer in a room waiting. And I was like, okay, there's three bad things in this. Okay, that's a lot. <laughs> and so... Alex, after they come back in from hot tub time, Alex explains to the group that Zoe, she actually evaded death. <laughs> so she worked for this company and they had a fundraiser and Zoe was tasked with delivering the money to the bank and they had a fuck ton of money. They should have waited till daytime. I don't understand dealing with money at night. It's such a really dumb situation. So Zoe, she had, uh, she was having her period and it was heavy flow so she asked her friend to go in her place and she was like it's simple just go here deliver the money so her friend is on her way to the bank she gets robbed and murdered and zoe it hits her she has survivor's guilt <laughs> and zoe's like holy shit i kind of killed her that should have been me and it's like i'm living on borrowed time from her and so she, her mind is kind of fucked up at this aspect, this revelation in her mind. And Alex brings up that she may have tried to 
kill herself with sleeping pills. She says she just took too many and kind of slipped her mind. And Alex believes it, but you can see his face. He's kind of like, yeah, she's going through a lot. And so she, he's like, I love her, but she's got some things she needs to work out in her own head. So I was like, fuck, okay. So Zoe's got some reasoning. While all this is happening, Henry the pothead, he starts hearing someone talk to him from the fireplace. And he's like, what the fuck is that? He looks into the fireplace, and there is a tiny little man in the fire. That is his name in the credits. And he crawls into the fireplace. I'm I'm telling y'all, this movie, just every couple of minutes, it just gets weirder. Mm-hmm. So, inside the fireplace, it's just a room on fire. And there is a bartender with a, like, what was that, a goat head? Or a deer head? I think it was a deer, deer, deer head. And a family holding a beach ball covered in blood, smiling. And the little guy in the fireplace is like, oh, don't worry about them. He, he says, they're on their own journey, and you're on yours. And their faces look like they're smiles at first, but then it's that kind of smile that turns to a grimace, like they've been holding it for a long time. Or, they're not really that happy right now. And I was like, what the fuck? Who are they? <laughs> so, the little man talks to Henry and tells him, you know, you're not really that su- successful of a guy. You kind of fail everything that you do in your life. Wouldn't you want to... Like, meet the max potential you can do in your life. And Henry's like, yeah, that'd be great. Okay. He, the little man, uses the fireplace to travel through time. And he says, this fireplace can go through time. And we see a couple of things. We actually see the future. And it's some guy laying on this, like, chair with robots around him. And I was like, huh. And then, for a cool cameo, we see the killer from the Too Many Cooks short. Just sitting in a chair eating food just just eating i was like yep. what, what what the fuck what, what does that mean it happened so quick too you might miss it and so they go back and henry realizes it's it's his old childhood home and that's his mom and the little guy is like yeah that's you and your mom's stomach so all you have to do to realize your potential is take this magic marker grab a little piece of paper write a plus plus on it and stick it to the fridge. That's all you got to do. And you will be the best person you can be. After Henry does it and comes back through the fireplace. The little man in the fireplace tells him like, well, did you do everything like I said? He's like, yeah. Yeah, I wrote A++ on my mom's stomach. And he's like, did I say that? And he's like, yeah, no, yes. No, yeah, no, you, you said. He said, no, why did I say that? And he's like. I meant refrigerator. And then he's like, he looks at the magic marker in his hand. It's a knife. And then they show the fireplace again. And his mom has been just straight stabbed in the stomach multiple times. And Henry starts yelling at the guy. And he's like, yeah, I don't like argue with people that don't exist. And Henry slowly dissolves into nothing. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) It's like, this fireplace goes back in time. This man made him kill himself. I was like, what the hell? What is this? And then... We go back to Alex explaining things to the to the group, and there is a new character in Henry's seat. His name is Hunter, and it's honestly like he was there the whole time. So this fireplace just erased somebody, and then technically because of how time works, 
there would have been someone else there because she would have had a boyfriend at this time. So, I don't, I like I said, I don't understand time travel that well, but there had to have been someone there. So, the new guy Hunter is there. So, at this point, Beth, she's a little concerned because she hasn't seen Ben in a while and he's in the shower. So, she's like, let me make sure he didn't like slip and fall or something. She finds Ben's dead body and she starts freaking out and she tries to call the cops and then the log from earlier smashes her head in against the wall and it legit goes flat and everyone starts screaming and then the log kills the new guy hunter i was like oh man he wasn't even here that long (laughs) a couple of scenes go by and we see that alex zoe and holly are hiding from the log in multiple rooms and it it's weird it doesn't know everything. The log actually has to find them and it listens for them. And they're like, hey, we're hiding. We're good. We got this. And the log chases them out of multiple like entrances. And they actually split up from Holly. Holly runs one direction and Alex actually grabs Zoe and grabs her and they go in a different direction. I was like, dang, they left her to die. And so as they're running, they get caught by mother and her son, Pleatherface. That is his name in the credits. But his name is Arvin, but it's Pleatherface. <laughs> so Alex is in another room with Mother as they talk about their lives and the futures and how Mother is looking for uh, a girlfriend for her son. And she's looking for the right lady because he gets a little too excited around women and he kills them. So if they find the right lady, hopefully she can get a grandson. And then hooray. A grandbaby. You know. Yeah, grandbaby, sorry. So, (laughs) at this point, we go to the girls, and Holly and Zoe are tied up on different sides of the fireplace, and Pleatherface is playing any, mini miny, mode to find out which one he's gonna say hi to first, and Holly loses. And I guess he, he, I think he's legit just squeezing the shit out of people. Because he's, like, hugging her, and she passes out. And so, he goes over to Zoe, and he's talking to her. So, at this point in the movie, it the time periods from the past keep jumping by really fast. And it actually starts washing into each other. So, we go back to Rosa and Isaac, the slavery time one. And Rosa gets fed up with the whole situation, because she's like, that's your son, how could you do this to him? She puts a blanket over Isaac's head and stabs the fuck out of him. So kills him. And then I guess Isaac's either girlfriend or mom comes into the room and Rosa chases her down <laughs> to kill her. So we see that. We see a couple of other timelines where it seems like the influence of the fireplace makes you do bad things. So it's like 1408. And I was like, okay, cool. So the fireplace is the main villain in this, I guess. And the log was its own evil thing. And the log and the fireplace teamed up. Kinda. I guess. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's like they don't really acknowledge each other. But they are all working toward the same goal of killing people. It's really weird. So, at this point, holy shit. Zoe's gonna die. I was like, but she's the main character. Who? She's gotta win, right? And then the log comes out and fights Pleatherface and they run outside and he's fighting an actual flaming log and 
they run into the woods. So I'm like, oh, good. Good. The log takes out the killer and then everyone else is fine. Hooray. So as mother is kissing on Alex. What? With, with her pimento cheese breath. Fucking growth. Lo and behold, aliens land in this movie. I'm not playing. Aliens. So the alien comes into the room and mother uses a gun and shoots at it. Does nothing to the alien. And the alien pulls out a sweet ass gun. It's not a ray gun. It's not a laser gun. It's a gun that attaches to your eyeballs and your mouth and sucks out your guts. And mother gets her guts sucked out. Yep. And it's collected in she a just sweet gets slurped up. Yeah, it gets collected in a sweet little jar. I was like, what the fuck is this movie? And Alex is trying to like justify his existence to the alien. He's like, hey, hey, you got here high speed travel. You 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 got technology. You I know you can understand me right now. He's like, please, I'm not with that chick. You help me out. Please don't please don't use that weird gun on me. And the alien starts using a gun on him. I was like, God damn, like what the fuck is this? So <laughs> So at this point, Zoe is trying to cut her ropes off her arm and she's using the corner of the fireplace. And lo and behold, the alien starts walking towards Zoe and it's gonna use the sweet ass juice gun on Zoe. And I was like, fuck man, who's gonna save Zoe? Green blood splashes on her face. And I was like, who could have it's Pleatherface. I'm like, hooray! He's the hero right now? <laughs> and Pleatherface cuts off the alien's head. I was like, sweet. And you know what Pleatherface wants as a reward? He wants to show Zoe his ding-dong. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my lord. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. So at this point in the movie, we get another flashback to two kids watching, I don't know, Saturday morning cartoons. And they are close to the fireplace. And because... They're like roughhousing. Yes. Rosa is hiding the knife that she stabbed Isaac with in the fireplace. So the fireplace appears in their timeline. And the kids are like... Same house. Yeah. And so the kids are like, hey, look at this knife. It's like, oh, it's all rusted. It's blood. And so their mom is coming into the room. So they put the, the knife back into the fireplace. And it teleports to modern day time. And Zoe sees the knife, frees herself, grabs the knife, and as Pleatherface is trying to take his pants off to show her a ding-dong, she just lights that ding-dong up with a knife. And she stabs the fuck out of yeah, it. Yeah, she like lights... a million times. She lights him up real good. And then she stabs him in the either the eye or the face with the knife. And Pleatherface is dead. Hooray! Hey, all the villains are going down. Good for them. <laughs> so... As she finds Alex, Alex's guts aren't completely pulled out, but he's looking pretty fucked up, you know? So I don't know how long they were, like, juicing him. <laughs> I think it probably sucked up a bunch of his blood. Because he was looking rough, but if he had, like, full-on his organs sucked out, he wouldn't have gotten up. Yeah, so, yeah, it probably... So I think it just sucked up a bunch of his blood, and he was just feeling really iron deficient and anemic in that moment because it's going to take a while for his body to restore the that amount of blood loss yeah he needed some milk <laughs> so at, some steak yeah at this point zoe is untying holly from the fireplace and she hears the same voice the same little voice like hey hey you hey come here real quick i gotta talk to you 
And I guess the fireplace is using time to freeze everything around the person they're talking to because Holly's lips were still moving like she was talking to Zoe, but Zoe was already moving away from it. So I guess I don't understand time in this movie. Zoe crawls into the fireplace just like name redacted, you know. The guy from the beginning. Old dude, Henry. So the fireplace guy tells her like, hey, you know how many different little sperm cells are in ejaculate? He's like, 99 million. You know how many... 99 other people, 99 million other people that could have done a better job with your life. You don't want to be alive. You've said it multiple times. How about you give one of those other sperm cells a chance to live? And it's like, all you got to do is take this ball and put it on the third step. And when your parents, because they're about to come home and they're about to get intimate and create you, you put this ball on the steps. It'll, your dad's going to trip on it and it'll be just enough to jostle all those cells around and someone else will be in first in line. And Zoe, at this whole time while he's explaining this like, you know, way to, for her to get erased, she's picking up the knife and slowly trying to stab the guy. But it's, I see him, it's like a situation where everything is like saying no to her and she's fighting against it. She has some really good willpower in this. And, and he's controlling her body. Yeah. And so the guy's like, oh, thank you for the knife. Thank you. You've been looking for this. And That's he, my knife. I lost it. And he hands her the baseball. And he's going to force her to do it. And I was like, oh, man, fuck. And then a little tiny knife flies into the room and stabs the little man in the fireplace. Holy shit, Alex. I guess Alex could see the little man. So I guess he saw... Zoe crawled toward the fireplace, I guess. But I don't know if she actually went in the way he was looking at it. I don't know. That's another thing they didn't really explain. So, hooray, the little guy in the fireplace is dead, I guess? Question mark? (laughs) So, at this point, she gets Alex and Holly outside. And, holy shit, the keys are still inside. Holly says, fuck this noise. I'll take my chances in the woods and runs off. That's the last time we'll see her. (laughs) And Zoe and Alex head back inside and the log starts looking for them. And Holly uses the hatchet, was an axe, but Pleasantface broke it in half. She uses the hatchet to knock the log into the refrigerator and they lock it with the handle of the hatchet. So they hop into the car and they drive off. They meet up at the hanging tree where they got the log And they see the fake sheriff and a cult surrounding the tree. And the sheriff tells her, like, hey, you can't leave. You're important. You're the most important part of this whole situation. And Zoe says, fuck that noise, and runs over the sheriff. And they keep driving. We do get a cool time jump of the tree back in the day. And we see that Rosa is getting dragged to her death. And probably the reason that the log is evil is her soul in the log, I guess. I don't know. There are quotes from what she said, but then there's quotes from everybody that died around the fireplace. So I don't think everybody got hanged. It's just, I don't know. Like I said, it's multiple aspects of a villain in this movie. So as they're driving away, 
they actually get out of the woods and they're on a street and Zoe looks at Alex and she grabs the ring that was in her pocket and she puts it on and she's like, we're fine and we'll make it through this together. At that point, Alex sees the log is right by the driver's side window. Freeze. The whole aspect of this movie zooms out and it was on a computer screen and we see that little parts of this whole story were part of like a like a, like a commercial situation they were making some like i guess a commercial and the characters for rosa and isaac are in a relationship and it's like modern day and they're like oh cool we finished the you know the ad for that company that wanted this well how about we get out of here and take our son to the baseball game it's like that sounds good to me and as they're walking out the ac repairman is talking to him and he's like well I beat this AC into submission. And he's like, oh, Arvin, thanks for helping us out. And I'm like, Arvin, that's the killer's name. And then they keep repeating their lines and they look at each other and they're confused. And they keep repeating the lines. And then their clothes change back to Rosa and Isaac of slavery times. And Pleatherface goes back into his outfit with his mask and his knife. And I was like, what the fuck is this movie? And then Isaac's face turns into the blanket with the blood on it. And then it turns into the little man in the fireplace. And then the log flies directly at the camera and kills Zoe and Alex in the car. The end. Fucking wild as hell. I, I, I'm trying to figure out the ending. I, the, from what I said to Katie is the log or the fireplace, both of them together, when they kill people, they take the souls, just like 1408, and they just enjoy tormenting them so rosa and isaac wanted to be together they couldn't get that back in the day so the log took them into the future where it'd be fine for a black woman and a white man to be together and let them live their lives like it was fine and then made them remember that oh this ain't real i killed you and it probably giggled and probably if we saw more of this movie it probably sent them back to that time to play it over just to screw with them so like I said, it's sadistic as fuck. So, Katie, who was your favorite character in Adult Swim Yule Log, a.k.a. The Fireplace? Zoe. She was the only one who seemed to have her head on straight, even though she is the one with the most mental health issues. She was the only one who was, from the get-go, was like, oh, that fireplace is haunted, or that log that we used was haunted, no, we're good. There's a killer on the loose. We need to leave. But babe, like my Yule Log videos, fuck your Yule Log videos. <laughs> it's time to get the fuck out of here because there's a murderer on the loose. These other four randos just showed up double booked to our house. We used a cursed fucking murder tree in our fireplace. We need to leave. She was the only one who was like, it's time to get the fuck out. And... She was the best. She was a badass, like cutting her rope, stabbing the bad guy, uh, doing all these different things. She was fucking great. Yeah, ditto. She was the quintessential final girl in this movie. And it's funny, all the other characters, they, they played their parts in this. So I can't be mad at anybody, really. You had the stoner. You had the sexy girl. You had the dumb, like, boyfriend or girlfriend. I've seen dumb relationship people 
You had all the parts of this movie. You had the person that warns you about the scary thing. And everybody played their part, but Zoe seemed to kind of break the mold a couple, mold a couple of times. Yeah, she was fun. I will say the first maybe 20 minutes, I didn't like her because Alex seemed like a pretty cool dude. Yeah. And she was like, I don't want to get married to you. And I was like, why? And then finally, when they explained things, I'm like, oh, you got a lot to, you need to work out with yourself. And then aliens pop up and she's like, well, I guess you're about to work it out now. <laughs> you fighting for your life. And so, yeah, she was like the best part. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character? So I don't have a least favorite character necessarily. No, that's not true. I do. Um, I have a least favorite character and a least favorite section of the movie. My Mm -hmm. least favorite character is Mother. (laughs) She was fucking awful. She was horrible to her son, horrible to the people around her because of her son's deficiencies. She was disgusting she was rapey she was horrible and gross and then my least favorite section of the movie is the part with the alien because (laughs) like i said at the very beginning there this movie is a solid little horror movie except there are parts that just make it like not make any like doesn't make a lick of sense why it's there And one of them is the alien plot. Probably the biggest one for me is the alien plot because there was no rhyme or reason as to why those aliens showed up besides one offhanded comment made earlier in the show or in the movie. And it's there for a second. It sucks out like two people's insides and then it gets decapitated. And it was just like, okay, well, that was five minutes wasted of this film that could have been doing more productive like storytelling Yeah, it was just fucking weird. The only other thing I would say that really took me out of the film, out of what was happening to our main, like, protagonists, was the actual, like, fireplace scenes (laughs) where people were getting sucked into the fireplace. That guy in the, like, fireplace elevator, that shit was weird as fuck. Yeah. And (laughs) it, it was weird. So I actually forgot, Katie brought up one of my actually favorite aspects of this movie are all the questions that I had, which ties into my least favorite aspect of this movie. The fact that those answers, those questions, did not really get answered. I'm fine with movies not telling me a goddamn thing. Like, Paranormal Activity, the first one, you don't learn a fucking thing. It's just like, well, that thing really hates them. The the end of the movie. It's just like, well, why the fuck? And then the 17 other adaptations, or the sequels, they explain why that thing doesn't like them. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I wanted more. I still want more for this movie. We're not going to get it. We're not going to get a part two of this. This is just a a crazy short that he came up with. But I'm mad. It's a really cool idea. The fireplace goes through time and it eats people's souls, man. I've never heard of that before. This is fucking new and real and cool. Ah, fuck. So that's like my least favorite. Like the fact that I won't get more of this makes me mad. (laughs) So, let's do seven-word synopsis. I have three of them. The first one is, Too many cooks' weirder, creepier, younger sibling. It I can feel there's moments, especially when the horror popped in. I was like, oh yeah, that's like too many cooks. My next one. So the log was its own villain? I was like, wait. And, and I mean its own villain like the fireplace wasn't the main villain. The log was its own bad guy. 
The fireplace was its own bad guy. The alien was a villain. And Pleatherface was a villain. I don't think the log needed the fireplace. They just helped each other out. I think the log was just evil to begin with. But in the fireplace, it got worse. And weirdly, I don't think the curse on the log curse was necessarily put there because it was a hanging tree, like they said it was. I think it was that log was evil because of that cult that was like worshiping at yeah. the tree. Like they made it evil and they but, were telling it to do evil things. But or, some of those flashbacks, the, well, no, it was the that same fireplace. log was in the fireplace. I, I guess the same log was there. I guess, but. Earlier in the movie, they said that they found the log and put it in there. Maybe they put the log out so they would touch it themselves. Uh, the sheriff and the creepy guy put it in there yeah. for sure. I, like I, they're like forced. It's like a forced sacrifice. Like yeah. whoever puts it in their thing. I guess so because but some of those past things. Like, uh, I guess it could be the same log. It never burns out. Maybe the cursed log is what makes the fireplace magical. Yeah. Hell, or, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But I want to say the log was gone at the point where the knife went through time and saved Zoe. I don't think it was in there at that point. I don't know. Like I said, there's a lot of questions to this. And my last one was time travel? Aliens? Creepy family slashers galore. Katie. Great little horror flick until Alien landed. <laughs> Why was the clan worshipping a tree? Yeah, that was weird. And too many cooks, but make it legit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the definition of too many cooks means you got too many people in fucking charge. There are way too many villains in this movie. Yeah, this was Spider-Man 3 all over again. Yeah. Way too many cooks in this fucking kitchen. So, obviously, there's no budget or box office for this bad boy, because this is an adult swim... HBO Max special. Secret movie. Like, you weren't even supposed to know it was a fucking movie until someone, the first person watched it, like, holy shit, that's a horror movie. Yeah. And everybody was like, what, what? And everybody watched it. So the first day, they probably had people watch it. They gave then, somebody at Adult Swim, like, $20 and a sandwich, was like, come up with an idea. And he was like, cool. And he gave four of his friends five, $5 a piece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and made a sweet and ass And they were like, okay, I got this part of the plot. <laughs> Let's throw this part of the plot in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. So, this film came out this year, December 11th, 2022. It's a little little baby Christmas movie. So, I need help with this, Katie. Minority mm-hmm. kill count. Okay. So, we have Rosa in the past. Mm-hmm. Are we counting Holly? She's Spanish. Yeah. Well, we actually don't know what happened to Holly. We can assume that she died. Yeah. And then the pothead... And the other Asian. Hunter. Hunter and Henry. <laughs> the replacement. He died. That's four. I don't know. Oh, Zoe died at the end. And Zoe. Yeah. I and I don't know what the other guy in the shower was. He was white. He was like a white dude. Oh, okay. I don't think he was anything crazy. Yeah. As far as we know, that was it. Yeah. No. The girl who was slitting her wrists was... Okay. She was Hispanic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got six. I think that's it. So, the new number is 283. Damn. And a Tito turtle, house full of vampires, and a log in a fireplace. 
I mean, that log didn't die, though. Yeah. The log lived. It was in a An fridge. alien died. Oh, yeah. An alien in a cabin. <laughs> well, that's that's a minority. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that's different. That makes... Yeah. That's, that's like trying to count alien deaths in sci-fi. That gets weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Holly says, it's a silver alien. They're the worst ones. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that was a fucking. So apparently, mess. they actually knew things about aliens. Well, yeah, because they—that was part of their podcast. They yeah, like, knew they... that this era, that area was like, that was the one throwaway line that justified bringing in an alien into the story. Freaking mess. Okay, so do you have anything else to say about Adult Swim's Yule Log, aka the fireplace? No. I don't. <laughs> I will say this one's fun. I had a good time with it. A lot of questions, a lot of frowns on my face, but not a mean frown, just frowns like, I need to know more. And like I said, and like Katie has said, we'll never know. And that makes me sad inside. And a little mad. And a little happy. Because I'll never know. And then I can make my own headcanon, you know? So, I mean, that's some of the best series. Don't explain everything, and you're like, well, fuck, now I gotta make this up and put it online on Reddit, and everybody will like it. <laughs> so, with that, that is the end of this episode. So, the music you're listening to right now, that is Flip and the Combined Effort, Flip and the CE, anywhere you can find them. Studio Pizzas, thank you so much for the artwork. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions on what we should watch next, you can hit us up on Twitter at Allentown Pod, on Facebook at Allentown Presents, or send us an email at allentownpresents at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening to the 24th episode of our Christmas movie countdown, or our 266th yeah. episode of the Spooky Movie Squad. Um, we will be back again tomorrow with our final episode of the year. Woo! Yeah. Bye. See you guys. Special kind of stew. <laughs> smarf. Yeah, fucking smarf with the uh, rainbow hands. Oh man, watch too many cooks. Legit, it's really fucking good. Yeah, you can waste eleven minutes of your life. Yeah, it's it's fine. eleven minutes. Okay, bye guys. Bye. <laughs>